Welcome to Heads Up on Money, the heads up you need to make better financial choices. Hello and welcome to episode 27, the gift of giving this Christmas. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Heads Up on Money. We're getting very close to Christmas here. If my reckoning is right, we've got just over, sorry, just under a couple of weeks to go before Santa Claus makes his appearance. So this is a festive themed episode around the topic of gifting. Now before I get into it, apologies for the slightly croaky voice. I have been infected with the Christmas flu, clearly. Or as, um... Hannah would like to say it's not the flu, it's just a man cold. But for the gentlemen out there, we all know that the man flu is potentially the worst type of flu that you can get. But I'll glory on and in the fight against debunking personal finances, I really wanted to get this podcast out to you because I think it's a really worthwhile one and relevant at all points of the year, but perhaps more so at the moment because at Christmas time, we are thinking about gifting. This is a personal finance podcast, so obviously I'm going to be talking about the impact of gifting on your personal finances, and we're looking at this pretty much through the lens of one of the UK's more controversial taxes being inheritance tax. So we're going to do a very shallow dive into what is inheritance tax in this episode, but more importantly, we're going to cover What are the gifts that you can make each year and this have a good impact in terms of your gifting money to your family, your friends, but on the personal finance side of the fence, it also makes tax and planning sense for the purposes of inheritance tax. So that's coming up in today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. So inheritance tax. Typically, this is quite a controversial tax and many people are reticent to paying it. And the reason they think is because throughout your working life, you have paid your taxes. And why is it that when you pass away, there should be a further tax levied on your estate? Now, for many people, the idea of inheritance tax isn't actually consequential to you. With all due respect, you will no longer be here. The issue more falls on the beneficiaries of your estate. And they are the ones technically that have to meet the inheritance tax liability on your estate before they are able to inherit the residue. Now, the beast of a topic of understanding what is inheritance tax is out with this individual episode. We're going to talk more about the annual gifting strategies you can use because it is the season of goodwill and cheer And we don't want to be too doom and gloom as we're getting close to Christmas. But we're just going to give a very high level summary today of inheritance tax. And then we're going to get into the annual gifts that you can use, which can be great because you're gifting some money, but you're also saving on tax. Win-win. So I'll start um, this episode by the quote that was attributed originally to the former Labour Chancellor, Roy Jenkins. And he famously described inheritance tax as a voluntary tax or levy paid by those who distrust their heirs more than they dislike the inland revenue. 
So that's a, a bit tongue-in-cheek there, but it's around the premise basically saying that if you are paying inheritance tax once you're gone, you could have done something about it in your lifetime if you so wished, but clearly you would rather the inland revenue, the tax man, tax woman take their cut rather than give it to your offspring or wider family, wider friends, whoever it might be. So the high-level summary inheritance tax is a tax that is levied when you die. So when you die, the total of your estate is added up, and then if you breach certain thresholds, then you will have to pay inheritance tax, or more accurately, your estate will be responsible, the beneficiaries of your estate will be responsible for declaring and paying that inheritance tax liability. Now, it's a controversial tax, as I said, because it's a tax levied on death, it's a pretty punitive tax, so again, it's a complex subject, but the headline is inheritance tax is 40%. Now, that's pretty high when you consider things like the, the lower levels of income tax are much lower than this. Dividend tax rates, although they are going up, are, are lower than this. Capital gains taxes are lower than this. So it's very much the kind of eye-watering tax out there, and that's why many people feel very strongly around inheritance tax and it's never far from political discussions and parties using it as a bargaining chip in terms of whether they're going to scrap the whole regime make some changes to it it's under constant review and indeed it has been for many years it's a fairly outdated tax regime which is why many people think there are some changes on the horizon because as the cost of living has gone up the allowances that we have available to us to offset against inheritance tax have remained frozen. So it's an area that we keep under review and saddos like me who work in financial services love to see where things change in this regard. And indeed, the recent autumn statement released by our dear tax chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, I'm being very careful in how I pronounce his surname there, Jeremy Hunt, um, he there, there was rumours there was going to be mass changes to the inheritance tax regime, even scrapping it in entirety. But, as often is the case, it was a big anticlimax and there was very small changes in that regard. I did actually send out a blog post and a newsletter on this, so if anybody would like to understand more about the autumn statement, what it means for you and your finances, visit my website, headsup.money, and you'll be able to get some information on there. Sign up to the mailing list. Anyway, that aside... What are we talking about today when we're talking about inheritance tax, the death tax, the evil death tax? Let's put all those political reasons to one side. Let's say you have a potential liability to inheritance tax. So you have an estate of such a value that when you pass away, you're going to have to be chargeable to inheritance tax or your estate is. So what can you be doing to mitigate this? Now, this is a wide, wide topic and will warrant many further episodes on the podcast to come. But one thing you can be thinking about, and you've probably heard of these, are your gifting exemptions. So the idea here is that when you gift money out of your estate, you can't just make one erratic, massive gift. Because otherwise, let's think about this logically. You have an individual, let's say they have an estate of one and a half million pounds, total estate. They are then on their deathbed and a couple of days before they're due to die, or they think they're due to die, they gift it to their son and therefore there is no inheritance tax to pay on their estate. So there are restrictions in doing that practice because it's tax evasion. 
Now, you've probably heard of the seven-year clock when it comes to gifting, probably out with today's episode, so we'll get into that in another one, but the notion and the idea I'm getting at here is you can't just gift away all of your money to avoid inheritance tax. You have to do a lot of foresight and planning and use certain annual exemptions to mitigate this. And that's where today's episode comes into play because we're talking about the gift of giving this Christmas. Now, there's nothing to say it has to be aligned with Christmas. That's just me playing on the time of year that this episode is released and the tendency that we do give gifts at Christmas time. But there are certain rules, certain exemptions we have in every tax year, which means we can get money out of our estate and it doesn't effectively start that seven-year clock when you make a gift. In other words, it's the freebie you get every tax year, whereby it's immediately out of your estate and hence immediately out with the grasp of the evil HMRC. So what can you give? What gifts can you be giving to your loved ones or the causes you value this Christmas? Point number one, you can gift as much as you like. These are just annual exemptions, annual rules that basically tie in with the inheritance tax regime. Now what I'm getting at here is many clients come to me and say, Benjamin, how much can I gift to my son this Christmas? How much can I gift to my daughter to help her with a property deposit? And the answer is, you can give as much as you like. It is your money. You can do whatever you want with your money. Now, I caution clients because I say, in the first instance, this is your money. These are your financial resources and you need to be sensible with them and ensure that you can do everything you want to achieve in your lifetime. And only when I see evidence of a client having surplus funds that are surplus to everything they want to achieve, only then is it brought into the realm of gifting this money. But you can give as much as you want within reason. So obviously you're not going to give away your entire estate because you have to live, but you could do if you wanted effectively is the point I'm making here. So these exemptions, these numbers that I'm going to be talking about, these are just the rules that align with inheritance tax regime. So what that means is if you want them to be a tax efficient gift, these are the rules that you need to live by. Let's say you want to give a gift to a charity. Now, this is obviously a great thing to be doing, and I would encourage if you are doing this, keep records of these donations you are making. As is the case with anything in inheritance tax planning, record keeping is one of the most important elements of it. So if you have an accountant, make sure they are aware of the gifting you're doing, when you're making the gifts, the amount these gifts are being recorded as because it's really important because you won't be here anymore when this comes to fruition and the more detailed and thorough records that you maintain in your lifetime the easier it will be for your beneficiaries so give them that gift alone now when it comes to gifting to charity because it's a good cause there's a stipulation in that if you gift to charity the headline inheritance tax rate that i referenced earlier of being 40 percent will actually drop down to 36%. So you get a 4% discount. Now, there's a caveat in that, in that that doesn't mean if, if you suddenly give a grand to your local cat and dog home shortly before you pass away, then your headline inheritance tax rate will drop from 40 to 36. There's subtle nuances in there that there needs to be at least 10% of your net estate at the point of your death that has gone to charity. So Let's not get into the weeds here, but the point is that you might be reading about this, that if you do want to gift to charity, you're fully within your 
uh, ability and entitlement to do that. And if you do it to such an extent, then the headline rate will reduce from 40% to 36%. It's a complex area. You do need to start to seek legal advice or financial advice or both in this regard. Now, you can make this stipulation to gift to charity in your will, so when you're no longer here, or you can be doing this in your lifetime. So it's really a question of, do you want to see the benefit of your funds and the enjoyment the charity gets while you're still alive or when you're no longer here? And this is the conversation I often have with my clients is around, if you have affordability to gift funds in your lifetime, why aren't you doing it? It's sensible from an inheritance tax angle because it starts a ticking clock from that going out of your estate. But also you get to see your beneficiaries enjoy those funds. Laying it down as a stipulation in your will means you're not going to see the benefit of that. So why wouldn't you do it while you're still alive? It makes sense from a wider enjoyment perspective, but also from a financial perspective. So going back to the annual gifts you're making this Christmas... How much can you gift and it immediately falls out with the net of inheritance tax? Well, you've probably heard of the annual gifting allowance. So while you're alive, you've technically got a £3,000 per tax year gifting allowance. It's your annual exemption. So in every tax year, which as a reminder runs from April to April, you can give away £3,000 to whoever you want, and indeed this can be spread across a few people if you didn't want to give £3,000 to one person, for example. And there is a rule in there that if you haven't used this annual exemption from the previous tax year, you can effectively carry that forward. So effectively, if you're sitting today this Christmas having never made one of these gifts before, you would have £3,000 from the current tax year, the 23-24 tax year, But you'd also have £3,000 from the previous tax year, meaning you could gift £6,000 in the current tax year. Now, you can only carry forward this for one year, so it's not an indefinite rolling contract. It's very much a use it or lose it. In addition to this allowance, you can make a small gift, and this is up to £250 per person during the tax year, as long as no other exemption has been used on that person. So, for example... Let's say you gift £3,000 to your son and you wish to also gift £250 to your son's partner, your son's children. At that point, you'd have made £3,000 plus 250 plus 250 if they had one child. So therefore, you have just made a gift of £3,500 and it's covered by your annual exemption and the small gift exemptions of £250 a pop. Above this, there's another gift you can give, which is broadly called the wedding gifts. So tax is not due if you were to gift a sum to people who are getting married, as long as it's made before the wedding and the wedding goes ahead and the funds are used for the wedding. Again, that's quite hard to prove or disprove, but the legislation states that you can give up to £5,000 if it's your children who are getting married. You can give two and a half thousand pounds if it's a grandchild or great grandchild or a thousand pounds if it's anyone else. So these are additional allowances on top of the other ones that I've already mentioned. Now there's also a further exemption out there called gifts from income. Now what this rule means is that if you are in receipt of income, regular income, 
not the likes of selling your assets to meet your income, but we're talking here, let's say, a state pension, a defined benefit pension, then if you effectively have a level of income such that it is surplus to your expenditure needs, you can make regular gifts from that income. And that gift is tax exempt. So it's immediately exempt from inheritance tax. Now, according to the rules that HMRC state is that these gifts need to form some sort of regular spending pattern. So one-off sizable gifts in this regard are unlikely to be exempt. It's rather a regular pattern is the key here. If you can evidence a pattern in your expenditure and Comparing this with your income levels, if it's such a level that is considered habitual and comfortable for you, then that can be IHT, inheritance tax is the acronym there, exempt. Now this one is quite a tricky area because it's the whole separation between what constitutes income and what constitutes capital. So you do need to seek advice if you want further clarification in this regard, but the general rule is if it's deemed to be selling down your capital, that's not considered income in the eyes of the HMRC. But if it is income, then again, that's a loose definition, but if it's constituted as income, then it will count for this exemption. And the other caveat is you just can't be gifting away all of your income. You can't argue, I don't need it, so I've just gifted it all away. You need to still maintain your usual standard of living. So it's considered a gift from surplus income. You'll probably read that. So again, it's a pretty grey area, this one, and one you do need to seek advice on if you're making this part of your wider inheritance tax mitigation planning. Okay, how are your heads doing? How did that go down? I hope it wasn't too much detail. But these are the annual gifts, the regular gifts, the most common gifts that I see when people are doing their inheritance tax planning. So it's things to be thinking about this Christmas that if you do have an inheritance tax liability and you feel you have more than you need for your lifetime, you're comfortable gifting money away, be aware of these freebies because they can be good for your pocket and also good for your soul. Obviously, the caveat here is this is not regulated advice, it's just guidance. So you do need to be very careful that gifting is affordable for you and often this does need assistance of a regulated financial advisor. So seek advice if you are worried about these topics. But hopefully today has given you a bit of a heads up on gifting this Christmas. So now when you're thinking about making a gift to your son, your daughter, your grandchild, think not about wrapping up the latest technology and handing it to them on Christmas Day. Instead, think about this through the eyes of sensible inheritance tax planning. Okay, no, I know not everybody goes into it with that angle. But importantly, if you're aware of these things, then if you're noting them, you're making it better for your beneficiaries in the future. And ultimately, if you are saving on inheritance tax, that means your beneficiaries will get more at the end of the day. And that in itself is a fantastic gift. Provided, of course, you distrust HMRC more than you distrust your heirs. And that is something that you money nerds will only know the answer to. So 
there you have it, money nerds. You're now a resident expert on gifting and the impact this can have on your inheritance tax liability. Hope you've enjoyed that one. If you have, please leave me a comment. Please leave me a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and do share this amongst your family and friends. The more people we can get this to, the better. So I hope you're all looking forward to Christmas and some well-earned rest over the festive period. As always, thank you from me to you, money nerds, for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. (laughs) 